Good evening, everybody. How are we doing for this YouTube exclusive for the Arnold's podcast? Now, guys, if you've been a fan of the show since day one, first of all, I appreciate the support. But you know we've had on we've had this fascination with ring announcers. Going from Ryan Peterson to David Adams, Rich, you know, as you know, our aforementioned guest Richard, uh, Shane Fair, Mike Favell, you name it, they've been on the show. And making his return, not only is he the lead uh, senior ring announcer for SWF, he's also a Hall of Famer now as well. He also does celebrity boxing. He does LTW. You name it, he's there. The one you know, Mr. Richard Rich. How are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great, man. It's great to be back. Thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely. And unfortunately, I, I'm stumped on questions. Okay. Hey, do, do your best. It was rich. It was supposed to be a joke for the stump from SWF. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that was a bad joke, I know. I know. It was, it was a good, you know, it was decent. I just didn't, it went over my head. You know, what can I say? It's late. That's fine. But let's get into, but let's get into the picture heard around the world. The, the stump. Now, what are your thoughts on the whole thing about people making such a big, uh, big deal about it? Well, you know, a lot of thought was put into it. Uh, the stump obviously did its job. No one died. No one got hurt. It held the ring up. Uh, so there you have it. And by the way, when Tommy Dreamer uh, spoke in the ring during the Hall of Fame ceremony, he brought light to it, and he actually you know, viewed it as a positive in the sense that it showed the resourcefulness of, of the wrestlers to, to make the show continue. I mean, Tommy Dreamer himself said it. So, you know, people are going to have their opinions, but if it's good enough for someone like him, it's good enough for me. And I agree with you. And it's actually the first time I'm making any sort of comments on it to me. I don't understand the people complaining about it. To me, nobody got hurt. The show went on. I think the fact that people are complaining, I think they just need something to complain about, to be honest. Yeah, and, you know, and it involves Rob Fury, who's uh, no stranger to my good friend. And, you know, what I love about him is he he fights through it all. He's been doing it his, his entire career as a promoter. He's not going to stop fighting through it now. No, no, but I just, to me... Like I said, nobody got hurt. The show went on. From what I heard, it was a fantastic uh, two nights. All ahead of uh, Mega Stuff happened in the end of April. But honestly, the, like I said, I'll say it again. The fact that people are complaining about it or, like I said, complaining about it, it just shows that they want to complain about everything. Yeah. No, no, no go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I, I was just agreeing with you. It's and it's their it's the free country. It's their right to complain. But I think there are other things, uh, more important things to complain about. But that's just my opinion, and apparently yours too. So exactly. But that that's the that's the way I look at it. Is people just believe me? I learned one thing being in the wrestling industry. Obviously, for the last couple of years, but a lot now with the show, is people love to complain about everything. You're never well, going to please everybody. Yeah, yeah. They, they say rest, the wrestling industry is a, a man's soap opera in front of the curtain and behind the curtain. Oh, yeah. 
to me, this is the prime example of that. I was going to say, the comment I've always heard is, women have general hospital, men have wrestling. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's, and it's, you know, just like a soap opera, wrestling, the continuity of the story has been going on since the beginning of the time. All these stories have this long link over decades and decades, just like, I don't know, as the world turns or general hospital, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And you know? folks, that, that's the old, that's one of the only times we're ever going to mention the word general hospital on a wrestling podcast. I'm just saying. But I want to get into another big thing because you actually had quite a big accomplishment at the, the show. You were part of the inaugural class into the SWF Hall of Fame. How did that come to fruition? How did that feel being part of that inaugural class? It's actually something that Rob Fury has thrown at me. Um, he, he was, you know, a couple previous shows, he, he th uh, pitched the idea, but I guess he wanted to get his ducks in a row and get all the people deserving of it uh, to get inducted. And this was just the show to do it. This is where, uh, you know, the stars were aligned and it was a long time in the making. And what, what, what an amazing moment it was. Was that, but then, I mean, looking back on it now, obviously it's been a couple of days. Does it, has it hit you yet that instead of calling yourself just a ring announcer for wrestling and boxing, you're also a Hall of Famer? I don't know if it has, like, hit me in that way. It's, but if I sit back and think about it, it's, it's absolutely incredible um, to have something to show for it, you know, because I've been doing this, I've been at it for a while, and it, it's something on my resume that can't be taken away. And I look at this, way, it's, the, it's obviously, it's one thing that you can actually also turn around to people and say you share the same thing with Tommy Dreamer. You know, I, I was going to touch on that. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 first of all, I was inducted alongside a lot of great people. Oh, yeah. But, you know, Tommy Dreamer, you know, the hardcore legend, I can always say that I was inducted into the same Hall of Fame ceremony on the same night as the hardcore legend, the heart of you and then I, I got to announce uh, ring announce his match immediately after the ceremony and it, it was just amazing an amazing combination of events in the same show again I, I I applaud you for that because to sit there and say that you're a Hall of Famer now is no small uh, no, no small task is what the word I want to use. And it's something that it's based off of your years of doing it. And to be honest, and I said this before, and I said this to you, I still think you're one of the better ring announcers that the independent scene, especially up in the Northeast, has to offer. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, it, it may sound crazy, but I, I, I work, I've worked so hard and put in all my hard work. Hall of Fames are great. Awards are great. Trophies are great. But just to hear that you know from someone like yourself and people telling you that you're a good job and to hear it from multiple people that's like an award in and of itself you know well i mean i'll go back to contest of champions which was a couple months ago i remember and i remember you got called into that i think i remember correctly i think you got called into that like last minute uh two or three days yeah 
And I said it then because I was I was lucky enough to be there. I wasn't there the entire day like some other people, but I was there for most of it. And I said it then. I'll say it again. The fact that you were able to pull what you did that night, being that you only found out about it two days beforehand, to me, just speaks character to who Rich Reed is. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was excited about that show, even when I didn't think part of it. And so imagine how it hit me like a couple days in advance. But, you know, I, I think the reason I was able to pull together, I think it just it chalks up to experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've worked some pretty big crowds. Well, that was one of the biggest crowds I've ever worked. But, you know, the experience and just having done it, it's, it's kind of, uh, you know, just in my blood. Now, now, obviously, being that you've been a ring announcer for some time now, you've got to you got to ring announce for a lot of people, a lot of people who are former superstars, current independent people. Is there one person? I might have asked you this question before, but is there one person who that you've ring announced for that you sit there and you're like, I can't believe I was the one who ring announced for this person? If well, you no, yeah. And even though I didn't like ring announce a match of his, since you mentioned Contest of Champions, Sting, that was, that was, <laughs> you know, that that was a moment. That was a moment. And like, uh, you know, the fact that I was the only like worker that, you know, a lot of people got to meet him, shake his hand, take pictures with him in the back. But I was the only worker that, who actually shared the ring with him, you know, during his moment under the lights. It's, you know, it may, it may not be the biggest deal in the world, but it, it, it kind of hit me. And it's something that didn't hit me until like a couple days later. But that was what a moment that was. Oh, I, hey, it's that, that Sting to me is somebody where it's like you talk about legends in this industry. And you talk about guys who have paved the way over the last, God, 40 years. To me, Sting's one of the names you have to throw in there. His time in WCW, obviously his short stint in WWE, TNA, now, you know, with what he's doing over in AEW. It's, and the fact that that was also, if I remember correctly, because we actually had, uh, what's his face, Donald Bucci on our show right beforehand. And he had said that was actually, I think, Sting's first independent show that he had ever done. Really? I think so. So I might have shared the ring with Sting for his first ever independent show. That's because, because you just have to realize when Sting was coming up. Now I'm talking mid '80s. Yeah, I mean you had independent companies, but it's not like the independent scene now. Yeah, right. Well, now the, the independent scene, from what I understand, is just it's a different animal. It's it's very saturated. But and Sting is like you said, he's not a guy. Uh, maybe this was his first because he's definitely not a wrestler that's made rounds in the independent circuit. That's the first time I've ever heard of him doing an indie show. Now, you basically went to Memphis or you went to Louisville and then you got the call up to whatever company you were with. It wasn't like now where it's like, okay, well, you did a stint with LTW, you did a stint with SWF, you did a stint here. Okay, well, you're going to get a tryout for NXT, it's much different. Right. So the fact that the fact that that was his first, I and mean, even even saying that to me is like 
a is a, just a thing that I'm like, this is at, obviously that point was 2022, but it's still, it's the 21st century, and we're still talking about Sting being an active wrestler. And again, yeah, wow, yeah. But I, I remember that night, and I remember the emotion after uh, they did the last match, the six-man tag match. I all I remember with that was leaving Tom's River at midnight because we had stayed till the end because I wanted to try to talk to some of the guys. Obviously, our very own Ryan Peterson was there as well, uh, helping out. What I will never forget about that, that was the first time that I had come home and I looked at the clock and it was already like 4.30 in the morning. Wow. Now, mind you, I'm all the way up on Long Island. Wow, yeah. That's no traffic. I mean, I'll put it this way. I went to another person's house. That alone, I never took an hour. And I'm an hour past this person who I went to, who I went with. Yeah, yeah. I'm in I'm in North Jersey, so it's uh Tom's River is like um hour and change for me as well. But like now I I've gone to Tom's River now a couple of times for uh Titan and I'm like, okay, not a problem. Yeah, yeah. You get used to it, you know. Oh, yeah. uh, I can't believe me, doing these uh, road trips like this, I have definitely definitely have learned that, but Looking back at that show, the, the last SWF show, how do you think? Well, what was your match of the night, if you had to pinpoint one? And I know it's two nights of action. Um, you know, that, that that's, that's really a tough one. You know, as far as the quality of the matches, it's very hard to say. I mean, we did have a dog collar match. Uh, I haven't seen a dog collar match in, in, in quite a while. So that was, you know, between, uh, I think it was Steve Lugo and Steve off. So yeah, they've had quite an interesting rivalry the last couple of, uh, couple of months from what I've been seeing on uh, social media. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you know, a dog collar match is one of the, the oldest gimmick matches there is. Like going back to you know Roddy Piper and Greg the Hammer Valentine. I don't know if that was the original, but that was yeah. one of the that was one of the matches that set kind of popularized the trend of that. And so so th those are always interesting matches. Because if I remember if I remember correctly, I think one of the matches also because I remember seeing the graphic for it, I was like, wow, was Shane Douglas versus uh, Tommy Dreamer. How could I forget that, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I've worked with both wrestlers, but that was, um, yeah, that was an incredible moment as well. And they, you know, they both spoke on the mic and they, they, they poured their heart out and then had a great match. So, yeah. I mean, that's, you, you talk about those two guys. That's one of the pillar feuds that happened in the original ECW days. Yeah. But obviously, like I said, uh, next SWF show is Mega Slam, which is April twenty first and twenty second, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my birthday is April twenty third, so this is like my pre gift. <laughs> well, my birthday is the end of this month, actually. Oh, happy early birthday, man! Thank you. The big three zero. 
Nice, nice. Oh, I'll be I, believe I appreciate that. And I, I believe I'm feeling it now a little bit. But <laughs> no, but what I was to say though, obviously Mega Sam's always a big show. And then I know we also have ISP, uh, ISPW coming up. Yeah, ISPW has so many shows coming up. And of course, WrestleCon. I hope you're going to be there because it is going to have a who's who of old school uh, wrestlers and none other than, you know, Brett the Hitman Hart's going to be there, man. Oh, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's happening in May, if I remember correctly. May 6th. In Morristown, I want to say the Men in Sports Arena. Yeah. The ISPW page, it's on there just to be sure, but I think it's the Men in Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. So, yeah, if you're watching, do not miss it. There's going to be just a who's who of, you know, old school, uh, you know, wrestlers, a lot of them uh, from the 80s. So you're, you're not going to want to miss that. Trust no, me. Not at all. And that's one thing I always love is getting a chance to talk to those guys because back in the early days of this show, actually, one of the guests we were lucky to have on was actually Larry Zabisco. Wow. Legend. And... And I said it to him, and I wasn't being mean about it. I said, look, I said, it's an honor to talk to somebody of, of his level because there's not that many left. Yeah, I mean, there's still a, a few that are around that I got to meet at last year's WrestleCon. But I'm saying all- of – I mean, yes, obviously, there's still a lot of the guys left. Obviously, we see who Tommy's bringing in for wrestle for 80s WrestleCon. But, like, you look at somebody like Larry Zabisco. For example, how many how many people can sit there and say that they've spoken to one of the guys who had arguably one of the greatest rivalries with Bruno San Martino? Yeah. And I remember he told us the whole story of him turning heel over at Shea Stadium and how he basically had to uh, be fearful for his life because at that point people – it's not like now where – and I hate to say it, or kayfabe is not there anymore. Back then, I'm talking, God, you're talking about Zabisco, that's 70s almost? Late 60s yeah. even? Back then, they thought wrestling was real. You yeah, know? suspended disbelief. And, you know, for some people, it wasn't even suspended, suspended disbelief. It was belief, you know, because like you said, kayfabe was still alive and even if you knew deep down that it was kayfabe, the, the fact that it wasn't openly acknowledged helped you believe in it and get emotionally invested in it as if it was real. I, you know? I'll, I'll put it this way. You go back then, you weren't seeing, you weren't seeing like, for example, somebody like a Piper, for example, or Zabisco going on social media and praising everybody. That's not when you were a heel back then. You were a heel, and it didn't matter. It didn't matter if you were in Madison Square Garden, the TD Garden up in Boston. It didn't matter. You were a heel, and people did not like you. Yeah, yeah, and you you didn't like you said you didn't go on YouTube and praise everybody. You didn't you you wouldn't be caught having you know lunch at the diner with the guy that you hated and who you're going to, you know, beat with a cane or a chair or whatever it was, you know? 
Like you did like I remember years ago, a couple years ago, when uh Roman Reigns was taking on had his feud with Braun Strowman. And they I think they were just about to do their uh, international tour that they always do every year. I think I it must have been right after Mania was when because if you know if you remember like they do Mania and like usually a few weeks later they'll do like that two week tour of like Europe, for example. And there was a picture, I remember this vividly, that came out of them visiting the Coliseum in Rome. And Braun Strowman and Romans are sitting there like their buddy buddy. I'm like, you put that in the 80s or the 70s, you were not seeing that at all. Guys made sure that if they were in the public eye for whatever reason, and you didn't like that other person, oh, you made sure of that. Yeah, no, I, and I think I saw it on an episode of Dark Side of the Ring. I, I forgot who said it. I think it was on the episode of, like, Dr. D. David Schultz, but they, they said it was you did everything in your power to keep the secret. Everything in your power. And that's why Dr. D. smacked the guy, the reporter, because the reporter was trying to break, you know, crack the code and, and unveil the secret to everybody and back then he, he stayed in character and went to that extent to stay in character i'm not saying it was a good thing but you know that that's how important it was to them i mean i'll go even a step further obviously somebody like me yes i don't consider myself part of the industry i'm i'm still a fan at heart and yes have i had moments where i talk to promoters or talk to i mean i talk to ryan and he's telling me stuff that's about to happen and I'm like, I don't let it affect me because to me, I'm still a fan at heart. I still want to be shocked when somebody's about to win a title or when there's a return. Even though I might have been told about it previously, I let it go in one ear, out the other ear. Right. Because, because to me, that's who I am. And people always say to me, they go, oh, but John, you have the show, aren't you? I'm like, I'm not part of the industry. I never come off as, to me, I'm just fortunate enough to be a fan who has a platform where I can express my opinions. And people may agree with me, they may, they may not. To me, I know that it's just my opinion, and that's all that it comes down to. Right. Yeah. But uh, I know some of the matches on the card, because I actually just went over, actually, I know they had quite a bit of matches. On that, I'm actually about to pull up the card right now just to tell people, you know, who they can possibly be seeing that day. Because I know for a fact uh, they're going to have a few sign-ins before the show. We're going to have Nyla Rose is going to be there. Uh, Ernest the Cat Miller is going to be there. Okay, I have it up right now, actually. And actually making a rare appearance, and I mean a rare appearance, is Ahmed Johnson. Yes. But some of the matches you'll see at this show on Saturday, you'll see Crowbar taking on Alpha Jr., the, as you mentioned before, Tommy Dreamer taking on the King of Rock, Mr. Rick Recon, with Tommy Dreamer's co-host, Dave LaGreca. Uh, also, you're going to see Dominic De Niro taking on GKM, LSG versus TJ Epic. Uh, this is Vicious. Vicky will be in action. So, guys... You don't want to miss it. Definitely support ISPW. 
it, and I know everybody makes a joke. There's a lot of wrestling companies in the state of New Jersey. Seems like seems like there's as many wrestling companies as there are Starbucks. Yeah, I, it's a bad comparison, but it's the first thing I thought of. Well, yeah, you know, I, I hear uh, you know New Jersey is the most saturated mar- market out of all. From what I hear, I, oh, yeah. I, I don't know, but I, I believe it because there are so many companies. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm, I'm glad that it's alive, but I mean, well, there, there's just no wrestling. And that said, ISPW stands out in the midst of all of those, you know, many companies. And that's, that's uh, you know, an, an accomplishment. Oh yeah, absolutely, and that's all attested to Tommy Fiera for for what he's done, bringing in the names he's bringing in, bringing in the talent that he's brought in. But I also look at it this way: people always say that the New Jersey market may come off as being oversaturated, but at least like, if you can get yourself over in one of the companies in New Jersey, either ISPW, LTW, SWF, Invictus, BCW, whatever company you think of. I personally think you can get over anywhere because to me, New Jersey is the harshest crowd when it comes to the independency. And yes, I've been to, I've been fortunate enough to be in the shows in upstate New York. I've been in shows in Maryland and it's the total opposite. It's like Jersey, you, like I said before, if you can make it in Jersey and you can make it with any of those promotions, there's no stopping. But yeah. I know you also have another that there's another event coming up that you actually are going to be a part of on Saturday called Celebrity Boxing. Yeah, man. Happening. Um, no, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no. No, go on. Yeah, yeah. Saturday, March 11th. Yes. And basically, I have the, uh, it's going to be down at the showboat in the AC. Uh, tickets are still available, I think, from what I'm looking at. Yeah, officialcelebrityboxing.com. Officialcelebrityboxing.com. Yes, and the one match I saw, the one fight that I saw that I sort of not laughed at, because to me, you you don't really, you can't really laugh at any of the boxers, is I just got to, I have the whole card up here right now. The one that I found very interesting was Daltano. Yeah, Dalton, he makes his rounds everywhere. And, you know, he's his presence is known. And, yeah, he's it's not going to be his first time at a celebrity boxing. He's been there, you know, I think maybe every time that I've announced prior. And I'm just looking at some of the other matches here. You're also going to have Alex Embler taking on another uh, wrestler from the state of New Jersey, the one, the only Mr. Josh Adams. Or oh, yeah. Um, as violence. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me see what else you have here. Uh, Ryan Dalton is taking on uh, Hafiz. I, sorry if I mispronounced his first name. Uh, Montgomery. Yeah, real boxer. Oh, here, here's another one. Uh, Justin Haynes is taking on uh, Frankie Picard from... Frankie Picard from uh, Titan Championship Wrestling. Uh, I just want to see who else you got here. Evan Spencer taking on Chris Lamont. Uh, Craig Weinberg taking on Bobby Barrett. 
you have a lot of, and then I'm sorry, this one, the names for this one, I hopped big time. You have Lawrence Johnson taking on a guy by the name of Rodney, is that Peterson? or Yeah, P, uh, Peterson, sorry. But his name on the graphic is not Logan Paul. Yeah, yeah, a, a doppelganger, whatever the word is, of Logan Paul. There's going to be a, a, also a Jake Paul lookalike on the show, too. And, of course, his opponent, the Logan Paul opponent, is going to be a, a Snoop Dogg, a, like a D-O-double-G. Yes, I, I just saw that one. Uh, <laughs> I want to see who. I mean, I give them credit that they that they're coming up with these names, and it's like, it's like, yeah. Oh, I just saw right now. Not Jake Paul. Blake Hall's taking on Mike Mazza. M A Z Z A. I guess. Yeah, that. someone else from the wrestling industry, from the from the Jersey wrestling scene. Uh, he, he was back in the day. But yeah, this is like, I mean, out of it, it, yes, it's boxing, so it's much different than pro wrestling. But, folks, if you get the opportunity, you have nothing, nothing to do on a Saturday, um, definitely make the trip down there. It's definitely worth it. Just to, honestly, even if you're not a boxing fan, just to see just to see combat sports in action, I think it's the best yeah. way to put it. Yeah, absolutely, man. It is um... – it, it, and we, we have a nice party afterwards all the time. And after show, we have a press conference the night before on Friday in Atlantic City at the showboat. I'm going to be conducting that. Celebrity boxing is – there's nothing like celebrity boxing. Um, speaking of celebrity boxing, uh, I just want to plug that I am going to be ring announcing, uh, for those of you that know anything about boxing, the great Roy Jones Jr., one of the greatest – boxers in history, maybe the most physically gifted boxer uh, that's ever been in the sport of boxing, multi-division world champion. I'm going to be going to take on a YouTuber, a YouTuber named NDO Champ, who is this jacked bodybuilder. I did the press conference in Chicago, and it's going to be in the metaverse, uh, which is like, I guess like virtual reality, but it's going to be in the metaverse, but it's going to be an actual fight with, with the background being uh, the metaverse. And uh, it's the first time this has ever been done. First fight in the metaverse in history. It's going to be on pay-per-view. It's going to be on May 13th. And I get to be a part of that. I... I'm so excited, and that—that's also celebrity boxing. That to me, when I and I heard and I saw that you that it was you know that you you were doing that, and I'm that to me was you were, again. You look at it from the pro wrestling side. You just got to ring announcer Tommy Dreamer. In May, you're going to be, I guess it's still yeah, you're going to be ring announcing for Roy Jones Jr., one of the icons. When you look at the when boxing was at its biggest, I mean, I'm talking like the days when you had Tyson, George Foreman, uh, Joe, go down the list. Yeah. So that to me is incredible that you're getting that out there. And that's going to be in, is that going to be in AC or that's going to be in Chicago as well? No, no, th th that's going to be, well, it's going to be aired. It's in the metaverse. Let's, uh, <laughs> you know, it won't be like an arena. It's in the metaverse, man. 
And uh, but I did the press conference in Chicago, and I got to meet Roy Jones and NDO Champ. The guy, he, his gimmick, you know, on uh, YouTube, he smacks food out of people's hands. He smacks unhealthy food out of people's hands. Oh. The guy is a monster. And if you look at the press conference, when he came to the press conference, he greeted me with this big hug. I thought he broke me, man. It was, <laughs> I mean, I felt it. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. You're not going to see me in, in a boxing ring anytime soon. Trust me. Either, except announcing. But you're not going to see me in gloves. No. It, it depends on if it's a particular person, but I'll tell you about that off air. Okay. <laughs> but, but, no, it seems like you have a lot coming up, and you know damn well that I'm proud of what you've been doing. And you know that you always have an open invite when it comes to the show. Anything you want to promote, all you just got to do is hit me up, and we can get something going. But before I let you go, uh, where can people find you on social media? And do you have anything else other than what we've already talked about that you want to plug? Floor is yours. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, you can find me. My, my Instagram is at uh, richread7, at richread7. My TikTok is at the one rich read. Uh, and then uh, there's my Facebook page. I have a public page that I'm still, I, I, I think I've said this the last time I was here. I'm still working on that, um, on that public page. But I, I also have my regular Facebook page, Rich Reed. Um, so, so those are pretty much the places you can find me. So I'm doing celebrity boxing, of course, SWF Mega Slam, which I'm excited about on the 21st, 22nd. The second night is going to be in the Metuchen Sportsplex, which is the first venue I ever walked into when I got into this business. So the fact that it's Mega Slam, like the WrestleMania of SWF, and it's where I first stepped foot, it, it's going to be a really emotional night for me. But, uh, of course, ISPW, check out WrestleCon May 6th. Brett the Hitman Hart's going to be there, along with many other people. Papa Shango is going to be there. Demolition's going to be there. It's going to be amazing. And then, uh, of course, uh, LTW on April 29th. You know, they're, 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 that's my family, too. Um, Pro Wrestling R, Gloucester City on March 19th. Um, uh and then, you know, ISPW, I, I won't be able to make it this Saturday, but the next show will be the 24th. And I, I have so much else going on, I, I can't even keep track right now. But it's it's an amazing feeling. And then, of course, June 3rd, uh, you know, Chad Minnes, he has Shore Star Wrestling. That's his new baby. And I've, you know, I'm the first ring announcer for that company ever. And... He's he's going really strong. We have amazing shows there in Rio Grande, New Jersey. So, I've seen some of the stuff in it. You guys do well, and I don't think anybody's ever complained about being busy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I could go on for another hour. <laughs> but Rich, again, thank you so much for hopping on. I appreciate it a lot. Again, like I said before, you know the door's always open for you to come, to hop on. Whenever you would like, even even if you don't want to promote anything, you just want to hang out, you're more than welcome. Brother, thank you. Thank you so much. I always, I always love being on here. And you're one of my biggest supporters. And I'll, I'll, I'll always be thankful for that, man. It's 
It's, it's a really good time to be in the, in, the, in the industry in New Jersey. Like you said, it's saturated. Some people say it's too much, but I, I think it's a lot of fun because there's never a dull moment and you never run out of things uh, to get involved with. So I, to I totally agree with that. But for the Hall of Famer himself, the ring announcer himself, Rich Reed, I'm John. This has been another YouTube exclusive, as it says right down there below us, for the Roundup Podcast, which is actually right above us. And we'll catch you guys in the next one.